Before we get started on the broadcast today, I want to give you a chewing the fat disclaimer. John McAfee, who's running for president, he's on the run from the United States government. Uh, he's out there living on his boat. Uh, you know, he's he's a fan of chewing the fat, and he surprised me uh, calling in today uh, on the on the podcast. Now you're going to find out during the interview that John was a little inebriated. And he used some language that we normally would not air. Okay. But I felt you needed to hear it from the man's mouth himself. All right. So it is not safe for work. It is not safe for the kids. It is not safe, uh, you know, for the family sitting around the dinner table on like, you know, most of the podcast is. Most of the podcast is just like it always is, except when we get the call from our friend John McAfee. So I'll apologize. I'm not really sorry, but I'll apologize anyway to make you feel better. It's just that this is John McAfee raw and it's not safe for work and he uses colorful language, but I felt you needed to hear it from the man himself and you see just what kind of person he really is. So let's get this show underway. Welcome to it, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Don't forget uh, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Jeffy, J-F-R, and uh, Facebook and Instagram, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, sad news for those of you that use uh, flour, Pillsbury flour. This is actually something I'm going to have to call my wife and make sure that uh, we're on it in the Fisher household. Uh, 12,000 cases of recalled flour uh, sold to grocery stores uh, nationwide, including Publix and Winn-Dixie. Uh, which are big in, uh, you know, in Florida and uh, in the South. Uh, consumers don't do not eat is the warning from the FDA. Uh, parent company, hometown food company, is conducting a nationwide recall because um, yeah, that flower might uh, be contaminated with salmonella. Nah, don't worry about it though. Just a few, just twelve thousand. Uh, don't worry about it. We just we're just a little concerned. It, it may be contaminated with salmonella. You know, so just just don't eat it. Throw it away or bring it back to a place of purchase. <laughs> Don't forget, though, this is the second this year. Right in January, General Mills had to recall like 10,000 packages of unbleached flour because of salmonella. What is going on? What is happening? Our food is being contaminated right under our noses. Something is, something is going on. <laughs> One of the bigger stories that uh, has been around the last couple of days uh, has been the big uh, cocaine uh, bust in uh, New York, Newark port. Um, $77 million street value worth of coke. That's, uh, that's a pretty big bust. This container was uh, had quite a bit of cocaine in it. Amazing. I love the, this kind of like the crime done wrong segment because uh, it's on a boat. They don't even know uh, where it was actually headed. All right. So it's on the ship. And it wasn't. It wasn't taken off the ship. It was in the port, uh, at the New York Newark port. The uh, federal agents were doing just a routine search, and uh, there was thirty two hundred pounds in this container. Man, that is a lot of freaking cocaine. <laughs> so they're just doing a routine search of the ship, right? I mean, that's what they do. I know. I I know. You're like, I why were they? But that's what they said. Now they claim. Well, that's a good point. This is what they claim that the uh, <laughs> the pins on the uh, 
on the container looked like they'd been tampered with. So they x-rayed it. I guess they thought it was going to be an explosive container on a ship because the pins were... Okay. And then uh, they opened it up and it was in this... They, the first thing was dried fruit. It was mixed in with it. But then we found cocaine. Amazing. 3,200 pounds. Amazing how that happened. Just amazing how that happened. Oh, you thought you could just whip it in. But it was also on its way to Europe, too. So they don't know whether it was for here or for Europe. But it was from uh, Colombia. Because, I, you know, I guess Colombia has their new deal now where uh, it's called the Colombian Resurgence. Uh, because they used to eradicate the cocoa plants in Colombia with the, you know that was with their help with the U.S. and Colombia is like you know what we are not going to do that anymore. Um, we're just going to let those things they're they're fine out there. I'll worry about it. We don't need to eradicate them. Surplus of cocoa, surplus of cocoa. So now they've got cocaine just bloom, blossoming out of Colombia. And of course, you know they have to throw in that uh, you know uh, it's because in today's world it's the mix with fentanyl. That's the magic bullet. Okay, is it? You know what we should do? We found $77 million worth of cocaine in a in a shipping container in a port on a ship in New York. Let's ban oxycodone. Wait, but that doesn't have anything. I know, but it could. It could. They could. People could mix it and it causes a... But that's not what we were... And I know, but we're going to ban it anyway. Just amazing to me. So, this story is a fascinating headline. In uh, kind of crime done wrong, but really it's just a guy that's whacked out of his mind, <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's most crime done wrong, really. Just a guy whacked out of his mind. So the headline I love: passenger arrested after choking driver who was singing Christmas carols. <laughs> I should just leave it there. I just leave it there. I, I should, but I'll just tell you that it was, you know, they were the people in the car were being transported transported from a halfway house to a treatment class. So already possible they could have some issues in the car. And so apparently the driver had the Christmas music on and wouldn't shut it off. And uh, Clayton Lucas uh, did not like that. Uh, 25-year-old Clayton Lucas was having none of that. And uh, started just beating the crap out of the driver. (laughs) Somebody sees the car swerving. And so they got the they got they called the troopers and said, "Hey, uh, you know, a car is uh, swerving, and it could be a medical problem out here on the interstate. A big deal." And so uh, the car, you know, was off to the side by the time the troopers got there. But the two guys were still fighting on the other side of the guardrail. And so the troopers were like, "Okay, you're going down." And uh, he wouldn't. He didn't even stop then. The troopers were there. Come on, let's go. No, he still starts fighting them. So now he was arrested, uh, aggravated assault. And other unidentified offenses. Can you be arrested for unidentified offenses? Don't they have to be identified offenses? I thought this was America. Okay, whatever you say. So we have a new oldest person in the world. 116 year old from Japan. She's uh, 116 years old. Uh, I mean, do you do you feel happy about that? Like uh, you get the story right? 
Right, to get the story of uh, the lady that was 117, yes, yeah, she died. You, you're up. You know, the person that held the title, she just she just died. You're the brand new winner of the oldest person in the world. Yay! Right, so they had the big party for her, uh, you know, Guinness. She's got the little Guinness plaque and talks about playing. She loves Othello. I love that game. I never, I haven't played that game in a long, long time. That's a great game, Othello. And somebody else mentioned Backgammon. There was some interview I saw somewhere in the last couple of days that mentioned the game Backgammon. I love Backgammon. And nobody knows how to play it anymore. Sad. But as I'm reading about the oldest lady in the world now, the oldest person in the world at 116, it gets me to the Guinness World Record holders. And you know, I, I've, I'm a big fan. I, I, I personally want to hold a Guinness World Record. I don't have one as of yet. But they are talking about something that is now the um, longest ever television advertisement. Okay? 14 hours. 14-hour commercial. For Old Spice. Terry Crews and Old Spice put together a 14-hour commercial just to get the Guinness record. Uh, it aired in Brazil on December 8th. And it's got all these clips, you know, sewn together of all these commercials. It's fascinating. But uh, the, I, I didn't realize that there was such a thing as the longest ever television ad and 14 hours of Old Spice. <laughs> Uh, I, I used to be an Old Spice man. A uh, hundred years ago, I used Old Spice, but it's kind of, uh, I prefer, uh, I prefer others now. Not an Old Spice man anymore. I me. do have a question. Oh boy. I do oh, you're in there. Up. I can't see it's dark. You just talked about the oldest person in the world. Yeah, 116. Where that... What about you? I don't. I don't like to. I don't. I, I don't want to hold the record for that because I already am. Exactly. So have we filed paperwork? No, because I don't want to hold the record for it. Because then I have to admit exactly how old I am. I don't really want to do that. But you are she older than one sixteen. She can have it. She can have one sixteen. One sixteen, please. How long ago was that? One sixteen. Hey, the first time. <laughs> <laughs> man 160 you're getting up there bro i mean that's doing some distance what have you seen in 116 years well you know the last few years right how what's your what's your life like at 116 like she's in a nursing home so and she's playing othello with with uh you know the young whippersnapper that's 80 right so and you know the family the family stops by you know maybe once a month this does a weekend right you have a little cake or something but what is your, is your, do you have, are you having a life? You know, the guy down in Austin, he kind of had a life still because he lived in his house, was, went out on his porch and smoked a cigar. Was he and drinking and, yeah, and smoking? You know, right. But the nurse came every day and, uh, you know, took care of him. But he, you know, he would sit on his porch and, you know, have a drink and smoke a cigar. So he was kind of still had a life, but you're at about a hundred. You know, because you see people in nursing homes now, you're looking at what, 80, 85 to 90? And so you got another 20 years of that or 30 years of that? 
just hanging out at a nursing home, being wheeled outside to get some fresh air once in a while in a wheelchair? No, thank you. Just give me a, give me a pack of smokes. My first mother-in-law used to work at a nursing home, and she always had uh, always had a generic two two packs of cigarettes in her pockets, a generic menthol, a generic regular. And whenever the whenever the old folks at the nursing home would go outside and they would say, "I need a cigarette," she always had a cigarette for them. And I was like, "You ever, you know, they get in trouble, and what are they going to do? These people are 100 years old, 90 years old. If they want a cigarette, they can have a cigarette." And I thought, "I love you for that," because that's my new goal now. I've got a new goal about smoking. You know, we've you've, we've given up. I've stopped smoking, and I haven't smoked for you know well what what we're in March. I mean, it's two and a half months. Two oh. Lord, two and a half months. You almost broke yesterday with that jewels what? next to you. No, not really. It was just that was just a joke. I didn't really. I wouldn't have really taken that. I know it was. You supposed to go with it too. No, no, no. I can't see you in there. That's why I can't go. I don't know what your face looks. So this is me giving you the finger. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I didn't. You well, do weird. not see that. Weird. So. uh but I think I have a new goal, so I have to set the goal to where, like, I when I can smoke again. I'm sorry? When I can smoke again. So, like, you, you can't smoke for, you know, 30 years. So, in the in like, 30 years from now, that's my I can look, that's something to look forward to. No. 30 years from now, I can start smoking again. No. That's what I'm doing. No, you you're not. You can say no all you want, but that's what I'm doing. You're not going to do that, Jeff Fisher. Because 30 years from now, that pack of cigarettes is And then you're going to die as soon as you go... <sighs> Dead oh, at the wow. age of 236. <laughs> and I'll do a retrospective on you. <laughs> Smoke free for 30 years. Then one cigarette. Dead at the age of 216. <laughs> Still a fat bastard in a wheelchair. Dead. What do you know? Not 30 years I've been smoking again? Why not? Why? You quit. I know, but leave it. You know, yeah. No, it gives me something to look forward to. Because I quit, it gives me something to look forward to. Maybe in thirty years, I decide. You know what? Maybe we wait. Yeah, but I don't think you will. I don't think you're. I think you're one hundred percent correct. Because <laughs> that thirty-year mark is tomorrow, and you all healthy. You know. Oh and then man, you're sp- Oh, I am buying a fresh pack of cigarettes and opening that boy bad boy up. Oh, man. Popping that bad boy out. Marlboro Light. If they have them in 30 years. Jules <laughs> will be taking over. Not, not menthol. Not menthol. Not menthol. Top seller. Oh, you like that. I mean, it's such a weird habit. You know, you're putting fire in front of your face. And smoke is going into your, into your lungs. And you're burning something in your mouth. I know, but it's so good. Never it. understood it. Well, tough, because I do. I don't understand you know, the process, but the you know you have the lighter and the cigarette and the smell and the, and the smell. Like, see, there's a difference between smelling like when you walk into a room where there where there was smoke. You're like, ooh, wee. or somebody just got done smelling. You know that smoke smell is not. How come you never smell like a smoker? Because I didn't like I don't like smelling like a smoker. But how would you make that possible? I didn't think it was possible. It's 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 a it's a it's a talent that I have, which is, I just smoke outside. I smoke outside, and I don't. I never. I don't smoke 
like in a car. Your car never, doesn't smell no, like smoke at all. Your sm- house doesn't smell like because we don't smoke inside. You have two smokers there. Yeah, we don't. Nobody. No, you're not smoking inside. Out. Nobody inside. Uh, not in the vehicles because I don't like that smell. And I told that story right when we when Elvis was really little, my first child. He we my first wife and I both smoked, and we thought we were kind of slick because we'd smoke in you know in the back of the house. You know, and Elvis, you know, we never smoked around Elvis specifically when he was a little baby. And he was real little. And we went next door. We were invited to a party to our neighbors, and they both smoked, right? So we go next door, and they, they open the door. Hey, how you doing? And, I mean, we step in the house, and it's like it hits you with a whoo. It's just smoke. And we're like, ooh. And we didn't really say anything to, any, to each other. Was, you know, we went to the gathering and did our thing. We came home. And on the way back home, we were both like, we're not smoking in the house anymore. And we went home and opened up the windows in the house and aired it out. And that was the last time we uh, smoked inside the house. Because it's just, it was too overwhelming. And I, I didn't like the smell. But to smell the, the, like being outside and to have somebody light a cigarette and smell that smoke in the air, oh my God, I'd kill for that. If, if, if I walked out of this building right now and someone was out there, it would just got done raining here and there's a little chill in the air. And somebody was standing out there, and I walked out that side door, and somebody had just lit a cigarette, they'd be dead. Because I'd take it from them. I'd kill them and take the cigarettes. That's why I don't go outside. I don't want to kill anybody. All right, let's go to the break room. I am uh, I'm thirsty, and I've got my Coca-Cola Zero Sugar chilled and ready to devour. <sighs> I'm telling you, it's so good. Plus, I've got the two new. I've got two of the new Coke Zero flavors. We've got to try. We're gonna do that tomorrow. I've right, got the cherry and the orange Coca-Cola Zeros. Zero, Coca-Cola Zero Sugars that we're going to taste test tomorrow because we did the Coca-Colas and they were eh. Plus there were you know 8 billion grams of sugar in each one of those cans. <laughs> Fascinating. All right, so we're sitting here in the break room. I want you to think about something. I saw this, uh, this headline yesterday. That's all I'm going to tell you is the headline. U.S. wastes 2 million hours annually Figuring out where the tape roll begins. Okay, so just think about that for just a second, okay? You got a roll of duct tape or a roll of packing tape or a roll of Christmas tape. Do the United States of America waste 2 million hours annually trying to figure out where that tape roll begins? (laughs) Whether it's true or not, it's funny. It's funny. Another story, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of uh, CBS. Uh, they, you know, I just not a big fan of them. We can go down a list of things that, uh, they've, uh, it started with them stopping to sell cigarettes and I don't even smoke anymore, but when they stopped selling cigarettes, it, it just kind of ticked me off. So, okay, thanks. And I, okay. It's capitalism and you're a company and you could do what you want and sell what you want, but so what? I don't like you for it. I don't have to like you for it. That's what, that's what America is. But apparently some doc was on hold listening to their on hold music and penned some letter online saying how bad it was. And so now CBS is making a big deal about changing its on hold music. So those of you that are concerned about CBS and their on hold music, uh, congratulations, uh, they're changing. And it has a lot to do with 
the doctor who penned his letter saying, hey, CBS, your music sucks. Also, uh, some news today about uh, the thousands of new millionaires that are about to uh, be in San Francisco. Uh, Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, Pinterest, plan to go public. I mean, all these people are going to be millionaires that are part of these companies. And so, uh, good luck. God bless you. You're still in California. Don't forget. Still in California. Because I know that we have the big story about more than half of Californians say they plan to leave as the state leads U.S. in out-migration. Okay. Good luck. See, that's what's, I mean, I don't, if if you've got a million, if you're a millionaire, you can obviously, you're going to go where you want to go and you can live where you want to live. The problem is, and you say, we've said this and we've talked to people, uh, uh, we've talked to people on on this show and on Pat Gray on Lee's show is that uh, California has made it almost impossible for the little guy to move, right? Unless the little guy to sell your home to, if you're still living in it, you're fine. No problem. And you want to say, I got to get out of the state, man. Okay, so you put your house up for sale. You can't put it up for sale unless all this other work gets done because of regulation. How do you leave? You can't afford. You can't afford. You can't afford to move. You can't afford. You got to stay. I mean, that's a lot of people would say that's BS, but you did it to yourselves voting in who you voted in California. So it's all yours, baby. It's all yours. And for those of you that um, are, are leaving, um, we just had a story just broke a second ago. Look at that. Oh, it's all over every station. My gosh, if you turn on your TV tonight, it'll be everywhere. Texas is closed. Uh, if you're coming from California, bummer. Uh, you can pick other, some other states are still open, but they just, they just shut down Texas. I'll be, there's probably a lawsuit there somewhere, but you're not going to be able to move here. <laughs> Sorry. Wish you could. We've got enough Beto stickers on cars. Okay. We have enough of that. Do you see the one I posted I, this morning? I, I, why did you, why did you take the license plate off of it? I don't want to get in trouble. A, you're gutless is what you are. Do you know how many? Do you know how many Beto stickers? Seriously, not no joke. I'm just messing with you, but that's probably a good idea. But I see Beto stickers all over, and it's embarrassing. So is he embarrassing? Running? What's that? Is he running for president? Oh, I don't know that he can't. He probably run. I mean, he has to, right? All these guys have to run. The Biden. Uh, the whole the whole cast and crew of the they whole. They got like, what, 107 they, running? They all have to run. My favorite, I think, though, is uh, John McAfee. Oh, my gosh. Is he on the line? That's why he's my favorite, because he's on the line. Hi, John. How are you, sir? Oh, he's on the boat. You, you okay, John? Everything okay? Oh, he's on the boat. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Now we're going to have to put people on hold for John. <laughs> All right. Fine. Please hold. You're listening to Chewing the Fat. Please subscribe to Chewing the Fat. It's available wherever free podcasts are sold. Your listenership is very important to us. We're waiting for our guest to reconnect. He's somewhere on planet Earth. Please hold. So one person that's running... That is amazing. And the man isn't even, I mean, technically in the country is John McAfee, who is joining us on Chewing the Fat right now. Hello, John, sir. 
Hey, how are you doing? It's good. it's good to be here. I am fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on today. It's good to talk to you. How's it going, first of all? Uh, can you can you elaborate at all where you're at? Other well, yeah, than, other than I, the planet fact, Earth? I'm very clear now with where I'm at. I'm in Georgetown in Exuma in the Grand, ba- in Grand Bahamas. <clears throat> I'm okay. here with four of my volunteers. Right. We just came back from Stockton Island. We took the, uh, the speedboat over. Um, drunk and we just arrived back. I apologize for not considering your show. Oh, I'm so angry right now, John. I can't tell you. You're making me so mad right now. <laughs> I, I wish I could be there to drink with you, to be honest. Um, that's okay. No problem. I, I, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time out because I'm fascinated with how you're running your campaign and, uh, you know, still a lot of people, are you still involved? Are you still going to have, uh, the mask rallies? And uh, being able to talk and shake hands in absentia and uh, meet the people that yeah, are going to vote for you? We had the first one in Times Square last weekend, which nice. technologically did not, did not get pulled off. We're doing it again I was going to say, because I don't remember Saturday. hearing it. Okay, this weekend. It, Good. it will be perfect. Excellent. So, yes. Excellent. So, that's so, the only way I can attend conferences, do keynote speeches, and attend rallies. Otherwise, right. I'd be arrested. No matter, no matter what country I'm in, you know, the long arm... Uh, the United States government. It's the longest arm in the world. Yeah, no kidding. I think he gets that from excessive masturbation, but I'm not sure. <laughs> That's very possible. That's very bad. What is that? I mean, are you, you're still on the run. Is there any, is there any um, resolution in the near future with that? No, this is, <clears throat> it's actually very odd. A grand, a grand jury was convened in Jackson, Tennessee on the 22nd of, grand, of January with the intention to indict six people, myself, my wife, and four of our campaign workers. That grand jury was, in fact, convened. We heard no word, and it is now March. Either the charges against me and my staff are so excessive (laughs) that it takes months to even read, uh, or something strange has happened. Yeah. Uh, something strange like uh, they couldn't pull it off, and that'd be a, that'd be a kind of. And I'm thinking that's it, and now they're embarrassed. However, do you do you understand? <clears throat> Only two countries in the world continue to use the barbaric system of grand juries. One is the United States; the other is Libya. Now, Chelsea Manning yesterday put out a yeah. statement which I absolutely agree with 100. percent I don't care what you think of him. And you should not care what I think of him. However, what he said about the grand jury system was spot on. It is a billy club oh, used yeah. to beat recalcitrant citizens into line. And that's all it's used for. So but who almost. knows what it is? You, you understand that when a grand jury is convened, <clears throat> I'm not allowed to know that it is even convened. It is secret. I am not allowed to testify. I, if I am called to testify, I am not allowed to bring a lawyer. I wow. can't bring my lawyer. But yeah, they can't be in the room, right? You cannot be in the room. Right. Now, the only person who can present evidence is the prosecutor. <laughs> but please, God, <laughs> people, look at this. Look at this. Do you understand the nightmare under which we are living? Yeah, we are slaves, people. Yeah, there does seem to be uh, some changes in the system that needs to happen um, pretty fast, actually. I can agree. I can agree to that. Yes, sir. I don't know that those changes could happen, though. I mean, could you, if you were, let's say, elected, 
how would you go about making those changes happen? I mean, it's still a, it's still a democratic republic. I mean, you can't uh, you know no no one is supposed to be the king. May we speak frankly, sir? Uh, that's what we do here, sir. <laughs> I can't get elected. I know that. You know that. Everybody listening to your program knows that. Let's drop that as a possibility and look at the facts. I can't be elected. However, I can sure as fuck run. And I yeah. can sure as fuck talk. And I can debate better than anyone that I know. It is not the president that changes America. Please not. Obama. The trillions of dollars on Obamacare, Obamacare being unwound now. That's all that happens in this country. One party gets into power, does some shit. The next party comes, nullifies it, and does some more shit, which is nullified again. Right. We are living in an insane fucking country. Not the country, but the government. Government, yeah. The country is not our government. So, please, God, people, we have lost it. We fucking lost it. We have to get back to it. And we can only do that by accepting the absolute truth of our reality, the condition under which we really live. You are not free. You pretend to be free with the full support of our government and the businesses that you work for and everyone else who is in a structured power system. They go, yes, you're free. But you're not. But we're not. You aren't right. close to being free. So, really? so really, John. I'm smoking weed and doing drugs. Does that offend anybody? <laughs> At least in your studio. No, it does not. Not here. So, no, it does not. Um, I, I, All right, then. Hopefully what, we continue to talk freely, then. Uh, we absolutely can. That's what, that's what we do here, John. So... Then your main point is is that you really just you want the stage to open some eyes up, uh, you know you need, you you need you need the stage that that running for the president gives you to at least open some eyes up and say look at what is happening. Yes, that's all I want to listen. I'm seventy three years old. I am the oldest man in this room where I'm sitting, and generally the oldest man in any fucking room. Now <laughs> that's a negative or a positive, right? The positive is I have seen more shit than you can ever imagine. And in the strangest way and in the strangest set of paths. And I have learned from it. We need today and forever to dump the burden of the government that we created and which we carry. It is our only burden. And to do that, the only thing you have to do is open your fucking eyes and look around you. Please God, it is so visible. Our government has gone so insane that we have become the stuff of its fear. It fears us. Yeah. Citizens. It needs to. Well, I, don't, I don't know that it does. My it, case, it needs to. In my case, it damn well better. <laughs> I don't think it does, but it should. That's for sure. Rather than needs to, it should, um, for sure. All right, so John, I I really appreciate. It. I know. Listen, we I, we could talk. When is the rally in uh, Times Square this weekend? Is when it's Saturday. 
Okay, well, yeah, we had the first one. We did not pull it off properly. Right. As with all things human, there is error. I did not expect miracles, and it went well enough. This coming weekend, it will be the way it should be, where the clones are actually me. They will do the talking on some computer screen. Right. Uh, and they'll be wearing a black stocking over their head so that even if they need air and take the mask off, you don't know who they are. Right. Because so they're you. They're supposed to be you. They're representing you. Around 3 p.m., everybody who's in the New York City vicinity, come. I've lived in New York twice for a total of four fucking years. And for anybody under the age of 35, this, New York City, Manhattan, is heaven on earth. I promise you. Well, with the exception of Bangkok and Hong Kong, it is heaven on earth. It is an energy field that 24 hours a day. That's for sure. You can't sleep at 4 a.m. And you're on the Little Street and Broadway. Get the fuck out. Something is happening. (laughs) Absolutely. And we'll not stop there. Enjoy it. For those over 35, get the fuck out of town. Come visit me. All right, so John, listen, I'm going to let you go. I, I, I want to talk to you the first of next week so we can recap the uh, the gathering in New York and see how it went and see what your thoughts are on that. Do you think we could – let's make Absolutely. that happen. You did pay, right? Did you pay? Who paid? Oh, I, I, I yes. Yeah, it's already paid. Okay. okay, good. All right. Yes, you bet. We'll see you next week. <laughs> John, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it, sir. You bet. John McAfee on Chewing the Fat. Wow. Um, oh my gosh, that was fantastic. Yeah, that's the word I was going to say. That was nice of John to call during the break room, but we are still in the break room, so let's might as well finish it off with the final headline here in the here in the break room. It was amazing to me, and this kind of tied into um, uh, President Trump uh, going and meeting Kim Jong in Vietnam, and everyone thought we're going to Vietnam. Why are we going to Vietnam? And then I see this headline. The fastest growing market for golf, Vietnam. 43 courses being constructed right now in Vietnam. I wonder, I wonder, is it possible that any of them could be branded under the name of Trump? That's just a question. It's just a question. So we have you know a few more stories to wrap up today. Uh, today before we before we wrap it up, it was nice of John to call. Uh, hope to talk to him next week after the big uh, after the big uh, gathering in uh, Times Square. He seemed excited about it. But uh, so let's say you're on a trip and you're flying. I don't know. You're going from Saudi Arabia to Malaysia and you're taking a little trip. Right, so you get on the plane, you board the plane, and you taxi out onto the runway. Thank you for flying. Our airline, we appreciate you. And now we're going to take off. We are in the air. We've left. We're on our way to Malaysia. Captain, Captain, Captain. Please hold uh, while we're flying. We'll hold somebody at the uh, cabin door. We'll find out what's going on. Yes? What? Uh, apparently one of our uh, idiot passengers has left their baby back at the terminal. 
Uh, we'll have to check with the uh, tower, see if we can turn this thing around and uh, go get this lady's baby. Uh, I don't know if we can or not. Uh, could cause a problem. Uh, let me see what they have to say. They got be with us. Can we come back? The lady left her baby at the terminal. The lady left her load. Uh, thank you, Andy. We've got to go ahead and turn this thing around, get this lady's uh, baby. Uh, if she's a little embarrassed, uh, she should be, because uh, who forgets their kid at the terminal? Uh, thank you for flying this airline. What? Are you kidding? We turned the whole thing around? Now, there's no one on that flight. I don't care who you are. No one on that flight's going to say, going to be mad about it. I mean, they're going to be mad that, hey, we got to turn this around. But, you know, they're not going to be mad because the person has to go get their kid, right? However, you forget your kid. Okay, there's another problem that has to be addressed. And we're not going to do it on this airline. And we're not going to do it on this next flight either because you ain't coming with us. Have a nice day. Speaking of airlines, though, I mean, now we've got uh, countries banning, banning the Boeing 737 MAX. So we've had two crashes in the last few months. Countries, and I'm not talking about grounding because they've all been grounded to look at. Countries are banning. There were flights that had to turn around whether they lost a baby or not at the terminal. That were saying, yeah, no, uh, no, we, you can't land that here. and You can't fly over this country, so uh, you have to turn this thing around. I don't need the box. I want the box, I know, but I don't need it there. But I, I amazing. This, uh, air, air travel is still the safest travel, right? The same people that are banning the 737 MAX are driving, you know, 100 in the 50 going to work tomorrow morning. So give me a break. Give me a break. And when you talk... I will say one thing. I mean, maybe as a as a uh, as a consumer, someone who has flown before, you uh, you think, wait, this lady forgot her kid at the terminal. There must be a reason she forgot her kid. Maybe, maybe her kid is another demon child from the flight earlier this month. <laughs> Right? We didn't turn this thing around. They had to fly across the ocean with this kid screaming. So, I mean, maybe I, maybe I am mad. No, we're not turning this thing around. Sorry, somebody will take care of your kid, but we're good. We're good. He can scream on another flight. Have a nice day. Thank you. Thank you for flying our airline. I know. Should have had the box. For those of you that uh, had to be put on hold earlier, you uh, heard our new uh, on hold message. Uh, we're like CVS. CVS is changing their music. We change our, our on hold uh, message. But uh, you may not have heard the full message. So the full message was subscribe, rate, and review to Chewing the Fat podcast. Available wherever free podcasts are sold. However, we need the subscriptions and then rating and review it. Uh, reviewing it helps uh, others find the podcast. And uh, that's another way that you can say that you're sharing without actually sharing. I've given you a way to share. Easy, just hit the share button, and then the when it goes to your email, the first email, the first person or place that comes up in your address bar, that's who you send it to. Thinking of you, send. And then rating and reviewing is simple. 20 stars, best podcast ever, and you're done. You don't even have to think about it anymore. But uh, for sure, that subscription comes first, and we appreciate it very much. Thank you, and uh, I appreciate it. It, uh, it makes me... Uh, makes me feel like a street beggar begging for subscriptions it really does and and, and i know i shouldn't because i you know we need the subscriptions this is how we survive here on blaze media and chewing the fat 
And I love you for being here. Those of you that are already subscribed, thank you. Uh, there can never be enough. There can never be enough of you. Oh, gosh darn it. I love you too. And I mean that when I tell you. Look at me. Look at me right now. There can never be enough of you. Subscribe, rate, and review. That's a Hallmark card. 